It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to the After Party. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. Dave is somewhere around here. He's doing work right now. I'm sure he'll join us when he gets a moment. And the reason why he's doing work is because there is some breaking news happened just at the end of the Steelers preview. Now here we are in the After Party talking about it. Go ahead and break that news for us, Brian Davis, and give us a little bit of a background about the Steelers' newest edition. Well, about 15 minutes on Twitter, Penn State alumnus and a Pittsburgher, Stefan Wisniewski, wrote, I'm coming home. And he's thrilled to announce that he is joining the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he is a center slash guard, which we were just talking about that we needed in the uh, in the first show in the Steeler preview. Here's a guy that he was drafted in 2011, I believe, out of Penn State. You have a player that um, has started had at a Pro Bowl level in the league um mostly he came up with uh if i'm not mistaken he played a lot of years he played a few years with the eagles but um can't remember who he started oh, oakland yeah so he he was drafted by oakland and then as a mercenary signed on in 2017 with with uh, philadelphia won a super bowl there as a uh, as another, I call him a mercenary because it's the guy they signed late to bring in because they had a hole to fill. Kansas City brought him in. He had to start a few games, and he started all through the playoffs, and he won a Super Bowl there. So here's here's a guy that that uh, you know he is a backup player right now, but has filled in very well at guard and at center. So it's kind of the it's kind of uh, BJ Finney a little bit older but fits the bill for what they need right now to give you some information that's going on Twitter right now. I'll read this for you. Uh, John Ledyard, who has covered the NFL draft and he's a guy that a lot of people don't like, but I, I trust his opinion. He said it's a terrific signing was new can start if needed, but is a great depth piece on the inside. If the team drafts someone who can start, Brian Batko, the Post Gazette's his newest Steelers offensive lineman, Stefan Wisniewski, has been a guard the past four seasons, but played center his first five years in the NFL with the Raiders and Jaguars. Basically, he's the new Finney. Uh, Brooke Pryor of ESPN says in signing, signing Stefan Wisniewski, a Central Catholic and Penn State product, the Steelers are getting a Super Bowl champ who took over the starting left guard job in Week 16 after an injury hurt and never gave it up. He was exceptional in pass pro last year and fills an immediate need i don't think you can ask for much more from a free agent signing i think this is good whether it's for just depth or whether it's to step in and be a starter i think uh, it was reed that might have said um uh, somewhere in the live chat here it is i'll put it up on the screen he says draft is definitely bpa and best player available all day because when you make that move and we don't know the financial ramifications of this yet. I believe it's a two-year deal. Um, but when you make this move and you bring in this veteran offensive lineman, which is something that I've been saying I wanted them to do 
because we knew Ramon Foster was going to be gone. We knew that BJ Finney was probably going to leave as well. Say bring in someone that has the experience that can play. He fits that bill. I mean, now the NFL draft, you're looking at shoot, they could go any number of positions, right, Brian? You agree? Absolutely. This opens up a lot for them. If something happens that he wins that starting job, you keep Filer at tackle. So you have more options right now. But uh, when you're talking about the draft, you don't have to. You're not handcuffed to having to get that offensive lineman right now. It could be more of a choice and you decide what you want to do. But I really like this signing for the reasons this is what uh, we've talked about for a long time, what the Steelers need pieces of the puzzle and nobody puts together a puzzle better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not a lot of teams do. No, you're right. You're right. And I love what he said on Twitter I'm coming home and I'm coming to win. And that's what we want to hear. Steeler fans love that type of stuff. Just like when Derek Watt went and he said, I want a bunch of permani sandwiches and stuff. I mean, fans eat that, they eat it up. Like just, absolutely eat it up so this is this is crazy stuff here um obviously there's a lot of stuff going on and we're going to try to keep you all glued into this as much as possible take a look at the live chat um and just seeing what people are saying uh west his car west hickok says moves like this are why pittsburgh is so successful um you know they're saying that the man knows how to win a super bowl Reed Overand says the contract's probably backloaded like all the free agent signings last year. I probably agree. So I don't, I personally, let me ask you this, Brian. I don't think they're done making moves. No. Okay. So they've made two over under free agent moves in terms of, let me, let me rephrase that over under free agent acquisitions Four. you taking the over under. They're already at two. You think they make two more moves? I like the push on that actually. Okay. And you think though you think they're gonna make two more moves? I think it, I think it's possible. And they're not going to be sexy moves, but they're going to be good fit moves. Okay. I, I kind of agree with you. I could see them going three and maybe trying to make another decent. Yeah, I, I think this is a really good signing. I think it's a D it's a really good, you know, one of those signings that's not gonna it'll make headlines in Pittsburgh, but it's not gonna be on national news. Like, oh my gosh, the Pittsburgh Steelers signed this offensive lineman. I think they could make another similar move, not necessarily in the offensive line, but what other positions would you say they would target in free agency if you could pick? Tight end, possibly. Okay. Because you're would, still not deep there. Would you get Eric Ebron? Like, would you pay him a, a decent amount of money? No. I, I don't believe in I him. Would not. I think he had one year where he was really special. Um, the other four, he was pedestrian. So probably, so I say no to that. If they do it, I, I wouldn't be smashing out my screen and be like, all right, let's see what, what Ben could do with them. If he could do the same thing that, that a guy like uh, Andrew Luck was able to do with them. But I just, uh, I just don't really think they're going to do that. You know, it's funny because a guy like Jimmy Graham went for a lot of money. Where did he end up going? Chicago. Really? And it was it was not a bargain basement. It wasn't a veteran minimum signing. So, you know, I could see them making moves like a Watt, like a Wisniewski, guys like this that isn't lighting anything up. I mean, but I called a guy during our break and, and he was thrilled because, you know, know who this guy is, especially around this area, knowing Penn State football, um, you know, the Wisniewskis, you definitely... Uh, if you do pay attention, you you've known who this guy is. And I would, I would probably uh, expect anybody that is uh, listening to this show or watching this show in March knows their personnel and knows their football a heck of a lot better than, than just your average Joe fan. But the thing about it is I was looking last night after they signed Watt, I was on bleach report looking around and they were grading the signings for the day. Derek Watt was not included. He wasn't even given a grade. <laughs> and I don't care that Derek Watt wasn't given a grade because as a Steeler fan, I give him that grade. We can go back in time and say in 2006. Now, I usually know who these guys are. I had no clue who Ryan Clark was. I was completely underwhelmed with the signing of Ryan Clark. Didn't I was like, who's this guy? And now when you talk about great safeties in Pittsburgh, 
you're all and great free agent signings, you're always going to mention Ryan Clark. So that's the thing. When they signed Hardings, it wasn't a huge, it, it wasn't a huge deal. People didn't go crazy for it. But they know how, but in the national media didn't make a big deal out of Hardings being signed all those years ago. But it was good enough for a Super Bowl win. And they knew what they had. So Pittsburgh knows how to get those underrated guys. They're not going to sign Tom Brady. They're not going to sign that big, sexy pick that everybody's looking at. They're going to sign a smart player that fits their organization. And they did it again. Yeah. You knew they were doing something. Mark Caballo of the Athletics said it on Twitter today. He said the Steelers had created enough space in salary cap space to sign their draft class and to be comfortable, you know, in case they have injuries and stuff like that. He said, but they're making more moves, which tells me they're not just making space to make space. They're making space to make moves. So I knew that a move was coming. And it was funny because before we went on the preview, Dave and I were saying, we're, who's going to be the breaking news story tonight? And Brian says, there's not going to be any breaking news. Yeah. Then- <laughs> I was wrong. Glad I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. You have called this. So kudos to you. It, it feels good when you get that. You've been out there saying they could do this. They could do this. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. And then it comes to fruition. So good on you for that. Um, let's keep up with free agent talk. And Dave will join us when he's done writing that article for the website. My question in this, what I wanted to start the after party with today was everyone is keeping, at least I am, I can't speak for everyone, I guess, has been keeping an eye on everything else that the rest of the division has been doing. You know, the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals. Everyone likes to make fun of the Browns. The Bengals pay Trey Wayne's way too much money. Um, and so everyone laughs. And then the Ravens go out and trade for Clay's Campbell and everyone's thinking, crap, they just got another really good player. How important for you is it, Brian, to not necessarily win free agency, but to be competitive in free agency, especially when you have other teams in the division that have a lot more cap space than you and keeping things together? A fool and his money will soon be parted. And that seems to happen over and over and over with teams like this. A lot of times we've mentioned the Cleveland Browns winning the Super Bowl in March. My gosh, everybody penciled them in last year in March. They're the next Super Bowl champions. What do they place? 10th in the division? Uh, not yeah. the division, in the conference? Conference, yeah, I think so. You know, they 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 were terrible. And it's the same thing. We talk about teams on draft night. How many times have we talked about the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns winning draft night, draft weekend? Oh, they won the draft. Yeah, you're right. And it turns out they don't. So it's you look you want to continually look at franchises like the Steelers, the Patriots, the Packers, the Ravens that have for years have had a good culture in place for signing people, bringing the right players in and uh, knowing how to draft guys. And I hate to say it, but the Ravens are one of those top personnel teams. I was hoping that Ozzie Newsome goes away and they start to suck, they're even getting smarter. I don't even know this guy's name in Baltimore right now, but he's good. Yeah, no, he is. You know, so I want to go back to about 2008, 2009, and I was in, I'm living in Maryland, and at the time, I wasn't able to listen to Steeler Radio on on the, uh, I wasn't able to stream because you couldn't stream, so I couldn't listen to Steeler Radio every day like I do now. But I'm listening right. to Redskin Radio, and it was the first day of of uh, free agency signing, and the big hot free agent of the time was Albert Hainsworth. Oh yeah, everybody was going crazy. Who's going to get Albert Hainsworth? And uh, spoiler alert, he was a huge bust. The Ravens pick him up. He was a mess. He didn't last long. He ended up with the Patriots. Uh, lasted even less with them. It was just a garbage sign and they spent all this money. And I remember this guy calling in and I think it was calling into the John Thompson show at the time when uh, coach John Thompson mm-hmm. of Georgetown was doing a show yep. and they're calling him up and they're basically crying about this Hainsworth signing. And they're like, why can't we be like the Steelers? Why can't we be like the Patriots and get a piece of the puzzle type guy, a guy that fits the organization and is not a square peg in a round hole. 
and could come in and play well. And I thought about that all along. So when I think about those those organizations that do it right, that's why I always think about the Steelers. And I know the Patriots are personnel-wise are going to do it right. Baltimore is going to do it right. There's a lot of teams that will know how to do it right. You're not going to see those teams picking in the top five unless they make a huge trade. It's yeah. just not going to happen. But all these guys, remember that draft when uh, everybody was going crazy because they had two or three draft picks and one of them was Johnny Manziel. And then the other year they had three picks and one of them ended up being David Njoku. You know, I mean, it's like all the Jabril Peppers, all these can't, can't miss guys. Jabril got traded right away and he's really not the guy. And, uh, you know, it looks like Najoku is going to be gone soon too from there. So it's just, you know what? You can have all this money in free agency, but if you get all this money to deal in free agency, that means you've had some lean years and you've lost a lot of guys. Well, that's like, you know, everyone always talks about draft capital and, and cap space. Like you mentioned, you still have to have the scouting department and the general manager that knows how to get the proper talent. And look, We've said it a million times, both in the draft and free agency, no one is perfect. No one. So for as great as Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin are at finding wide receivers in the draft, they're awful at defensive back. And let's just say they've had some bad luck as well. In free agency, they've had some great pickups. Steven Nelson, Ryan Clark. They've also had Dante Moncrief and Ladarius Greens. So there is no one, and everyone wants to point to Bill Belichick as like the, the almighty and up on his high horse. He's had a lot of whiffs too. You know, he's he can't draft Lance and I talk as Lance's brother is a big Patriot fan. They can't draft a receiver to save their life. <laughs> you know, everyone kind of has their own MO, their their sweet spot, and their, you know. I always think about like a baseball player you see and they show the, uh, the batter and where they're red hot, but you mean if you pitch it high and inside, that's where, that's where they want that ball. And down in the way is blue ice cold. Everyone's like that in terms of positions and how they address things. So a lot of Steeler fans, they want everything to be perfect, but at the same time, no one is perfect when it comes to both the draft and free agency. So, Hopefully Dave will be joining us soon. My gosh, I don't know he's writing a novel or something. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> oh, geez, he's, uh, I can see his picture down there. He is focusing <laughs> like crazy. Last thing I'm going to say about the spending money, it's just they spend wise. They know how to stretch a dollar and they get the biggest bang for their buck. There's teams that do that and the Steelers are definitely one of those teams. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, no, you're right. The one thing I, I talked about, um, Let's hear. And Ian Whetstone four hours ago said, after all the moves this week, I had the Steelers sitting at about $11.4 million under the salary cap. And so that was before the Wisniewski uh, deal. And it's, we don't know the financial ramifications of it yet, but they should still have plenty of money left to uh, go out and make some more moves. So like we said, four was the number for over under. There you go. Um, hey, here's a question for you, Brian. I, this would be a question I'd love to ask you in person if we were around each other more often. Do you think there's any – I think that this word in the NFL is literally plummeting in terms of like if you're looking at stock, in terms of terms that are going up, down. The term that's plummeting is loyalty. I mm. don't feel that there's much loyalty in the National Football League anymore. People always say, oh, they'll give them the hometown discount. There is no such thing, in my opinion, of a hometown discount because, and I get it. These players, they, they have a shelf life. Look at Javon Hargrave. Okay. Javon Hargrave. You don't turn down that contract that the Eagles offered you because why they're paying you. Like, was it $39 million for three seasons? I mean, geez, 
Dave, welcome back. Your head didn't explode. That's a good thing. Dude, do you have any idea how hard it is to spell Wisniewski over and over <laughs> and over again? <laughs> Man. Sorry. <laughs> but okay, so Dave, you missed the whole talk about Wisniewski. Oh, no, I heard everything. Okay, you heard everything. That's part yeah. of the reason why it took me so long is I was still trying to listen to you guys. I was like, man, I thought I taught Dave to type faster than that or to get stories. <laughs> yeah, no, you're getting it's a about lot better. Time, but I'm, you're getting a lot I'm better. Focusing, yeah. I was focusing on what Brian was saying. And next thing you know, those are the words that are in the story rather than <laughs> what I was trying to say. So, so the topic at hand is, is loyalty. You know, and the Steelers typically were an organization that did have loyalty. There were players that said, I will take less to play for this team. Is it just me or is that really not happening that much anymore, Brian? You're a dying breed if you're doing that. But there's a, you know what? A lot of these players too, it just depends if it's their first or second contract. With Javon Hargrave, of course, he's not going to do it on his first contract. You might think of a hometown discount if you are set and ready to go and you value winning more. I mean, like, you know, it's very easy to say, no, he just split town, but Tom Brady, all those years, you know, he he had a wife that was, you know, you know, making more money than him. So he was one of the lucky ones that, and he was still, I mean, he was able to uh, take less and less of a bonus to, you know, stick around and help that team build. I mean, but, you know, if you're in a situation where you maybe you're playing for a ring, like a Ramon Foster might have taken less money to play for a ring. You know, a guy like that at that point might have the loyalty because he thinks that's his best, his, his best scenario. Or if you think that you really don't have a future in the spot that you spent, you stayed for 12 years and you want to hang on and keep on playing, then there's not going to be loyalty because you're going to go with whoever's going to have you because the team might not have loyalty to you either because ask guys like Troy Palomalu and Heinz Ward, they don't feel like the team was loyal to them at the end, but it's a business just like it's a business for them. So, I mean, it goes both ways, but when you're talking about getting paid um, as opposed to the seventies and eighties, it's a different world where you're not having guys stick around for uh, 10 plus years. It's a whole lot more rare to see those guys in, in that situation the entire time. Dave, what are your thoughts? Which by the way, Ezra gives you some kudos here. He says, just went to the website quickly. Whoa, you're a fast typer. Thanks for the commitment. No, that was slow. That was really <laughs> slow. And I apologize. But like I said, that was one of the slowest ones. It's kind of hard to get stuff to fill in for offensive linemen when they don't have stats and stuff, but yes. um, it's just, it's, it's just what it was. So I, but before I answer the question, I have to ask, I haven't been able to see the live chat. So, so does Lance hate to pick up already or, or, or not? Actually, he kind of likes it. He said that you take mm -hmm. offensive guard off the board early in the draft and like read yeah. over and says it's probably best player available at this point because there's positions of need, but I wouldn't say one supersedes the other. And you don't have to lock him in as a starter because of the position flexibility of filer, but he can, if he plays well enough, he is your starter, you know? So I did, you, you can kind of let things play out anyway, back to it. Hometown discount. That's the question, right? Well, loyalty, but more or less yeah, loyalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, loyalty to a team, you don't see it nearly as much now because players keep reminding everyone, this is a business. You've got to remember when you're loyal to a team and you're loyal to it, they're not going to be loyal to you. Um, and it's not that they're not loyal to you. It's just like, like I said about Ramon Foster, you know, age catches up with everybody eventually. So that's it. So sometimes people don't want to know it. The one thing that people sometimes think that they're like, oh, whenever players do a new deal, they should take, you know, oh, in a restructure, they should take less money for the team, blah, blah, blah. That just doesn't happen. Who's ever just going to willingly take less money or whatever. Now, I, it's still there in some players that, that whenever, I don't know if it's as much a loyalty to a team or if it's loyalty to an area and a familiarity and everything else with their team. I mean, think about it. Does, would someone like Ben Roethlisberger really want to uproot his family and go somewhere else? I'm, I'm really surprised Tom Brady would do that as long as he's been there and everything with the family. So 
it's it's more than just guys playing football. It's about the rest of their lives and the rest and everything else going on with their family and everything else. I think it comes. I think it comes down to something Brian said. You know, you get their second. Like, like Javon Hargave is a perfect example. It's his second contract. He knew he wasn't going to oh, be able yeah. to stay in Pittsburgh unless he took a ridiculous pay cut. So you go and you get that money. Ben Roethlisberger, though, the last contract, the last deal, that three-year deal that he signed, I, I feel like that's one of those situations where I could say you've already made over $100 million in your in your career. Why wouldn't you take a little bit less to help the team possibly win down the stretch? And I know that's me, the fan talking. You know, I'm not in his shoes saying I need to get, as Lance would say, I need to get the bag as one last time before I while I can. But do you guys see what I'm saying? Like in in certain situations where players have been in a certain spot for a long time, I guess I maybe just expect a little bit more. But it, from a player's perspective, I can't fault a guy like Ben for getting as much as he can. But man, when he's already had so much, I don't know. That's the Dave. thing. When, when that's the thing with the fans, they're like, "How many millions do you need in order to not stick with your team to go make a few extra millions when you've already made hundreds of millions and now you need to go make, you know, another ten million? But we're not them. We're not in the, those situations. Switch, switch it around and see how it would be for you. Um, if, if the, if it, no one can really do it till you've been in their shoes. Okay. This yeah, is, this is where I'm going to disagree with Lance and it hurts me to disagree with Lance because he's saying never take less money, but let me throw in a scenario. Would you rather stick with the Steelers? for a million dollars less or stick with the Patriots or the Ravens for a million dollars less to go to Arizona or Detroit <laughs> or Jacksonville or Cleveland where there's no culture of winning and it doesn't seem like they're going to be getting any better when you want that ring because at the end of the day Ramon Foster would have played as much he would have played for a dollar. Now I know he can't, and I know, but to get that ring, that's all he was talking about during the Le'Veon Bell situation. All he wanted was that ring. So when you go to Detroit just to get the bag, to get an extra million dollars, when you could stay, when you could go ahead and stay for maybe a million dollars less, but win that ring, and what happens when you win that ring? Gosh, those guys, even the 53rd man on the roster is sought after at autograph shows because he has that, that Super Bowl ring. It means so much more if you win that ring. So if you look at the big picture and say, I'm better off staying here and taking a little less than to go to a place like Tampa or Detroit and where they have no culture of winning and no, ch no legitimate chance of winning. I mean, that might have changed with Tom Brady going there. But, I mean, you know, if I'm an eight, nine-year player, I'm going to think of where can I stay and play for less to get that ring instead of the money. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lance is just responding to everything you're saying with, nope, pay me, pay me. And job man says Lance is the type of guy I would put in a locker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you could say pay me, but at the end of the day, there's where's the pride of – I mean, do you do you want to go work at Ruth Chris or do you want to work at Burger King? Lance is the Rod Tidwell of the Behind the Steel Curtain crew. <laughs> Show me the money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This ticks me off. This stupid news. I mean, it's awesome. I'm actually excited. But this news ruined the after party. <laughs> the after party is always fun. We just start talking about football. We'll turn it around. It's ridiculous. We're already thir almost 30 minutes in. We haven't talked about anything but football. That's absurd. This is not the after party. The after party is talking about stupid stuff. I And I'm, I'm just discombobulated. Does anyone have a topic that's not football to talk about? Any questions? You know what? Any questions? You know what's crazy? I had a topic for for the after party, but it dealt with football. So I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I want to save it. I'll put it out there to the live chat. Off the wall questions for the show. Job man <laughs> wants to talk about lacrosse. Nah, I'm just let's kidding. talk <laughs> about lax, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, because remember, 
those of you might be upset because if you joined the after party last week, we, we had an intro. So we thought we would maybe do an intro, do an intro song every week, but we can't do that, can we, Jeff? Well, okay. I got an email because of copyright infringement, and I guess Jeff wants the bag. <laughs> Blessed Union of Souls has like the robot that listens to see if there's songs are being used in loops and stuff like that. Oh, here we go. Just me says who was the number one record in the summer of 1985, Brian? The number one record in the summer of 1985. I mean, you can we, tell us the song. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're you're talking about uh, you know August uh, August 24th of that year, Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the news. Um, he broke down the English blockade, the foreign blockade on the chart for about 13 or 14 some weeks. But, uh, you know, a lot of uh, songs from then that hit number one would be like Heaven by Brian Adams, Studio, Phil Collins, Shout by Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Roll the World by Tears for Fears, Everything She Wants by Wham, stuff like that. But if we're looking at this date in 1985, 35 years ago, um, we're looking at REO Speedwagon can't fight this feeling, and they hit number one on the 9th of March of that year. There Would you, you do you prefer <clears throat> um, solo Phil Collins or do you prefer him in the group? I actually love Genesis more than I like solo Phil Collins, and so solo Phil Collins was really good. I got the answer Phil Collins. Genesis, Peter Gabriel solo. Oh, wait. So you take Genesis over Phil Collins, but you like Peter Gabriel solo? Yes. Okay. I, I could I could get behind that. Because I, I think could... Genesis was better with Phil Collins. Don yeah. Henley, better by himself mm-hmm. with the Eagles? Oh, mm. No. The Eagles were... The Eagles are great, I'm not saying, but Don Henley had a great solo career. That's like, what's better, pizza or more pizza? You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's that's great stuff. Here's a question I thought of a couple weeks ago and then didn't do it. Okay. Mike Smith asked it. Move, movie you thought you wouldn't like, but surprisingly loved. Hmm. You ever go to watch a movie? Oh. Stop clicking on it, Jeff. I clicked on it. I didn't click on anything. You're the one messing it up. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it go away, and you brought it back up. Anyway, um, you ever do one of those where you think you're going to watch a movie, and you're like, oh, that movie's going to be terrible, and then you really liked it? I didn't think I was going to like Harry Potter. I've never seen it. Uh, and I, 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 I've I seen all eight. I've named right. dogs after them. You know, I've... I remember... Um, <laughs> I want to give my wife. No, great. no, I no, I I, I want to give my wife's answer that I made her go watch a movie one once. This was were we even dating yet, or we? I can't remember. But it was in the summer when we were in college. I made her go watch Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Like, this is going to be so stupid. She loved it. It was it was fantastic. To me, a movie I I went to watch because a group of us in college were going to watch just some movies it was one of those things you can get it for like a dollar or something we were going to get it and make fun of it we actually really enjoyed it have you ever seen the frighteners with michael j fox i have not it it looks like it would be a terrible movie but it was actually pretty good Uh, my movie is is a funny movie and it's something that i would never have watched it unless a co-worker didn't say jeff you will absolutely love this and it was it was the other guys uh, with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, and they're both New York City detectives. Yeah. And I remember when I was like, "This just, I love Will Ferrell, but Mark Wahlberg in that role, I wasn't sure how it'd be." Oh my, that is literally <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Jav Man could never say anything to you about lacrosse again, Jeff. <laughs> He's a fish perfect. Didn't he have the Enya CD last week? Yeah, oh man's got a poster of Fat Amy oh. up in his uh, <laughs> on his wall. <laughs> I've seen him. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen him, and I'm not. Saying I've that I've, I've seen. I saw it. the. I saw the. I think I even saw the second one. Have you ever watched? There's there's a good one. There's a good one by Steeler Fan seventy four. Usual suspects. Usual suspects. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was that, that was college for me. That was good. That's that movie's fantastic. What's a movie that a lot of people hate that you love? I know mine would be uh, a lot of people hate Groundhog Day. Um, oh, who hates Groundhog Day? A lot of people hate Groundhog Day because it's just so monotonous. I mean, you have to have mm-hmm. a certain sense of humor to get that movie. You know what I mean? Like, I could see how some some people wouldn't like that movie, but I love it. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's hysterical. I mean, there's so many different parts about that movie that are great. But is there any movie that a lot of people would hate? But you actually really love it. I think a lot of people hate Pulp Fiction. That's another. That's a good one. I can. And see I that. love it. I absolutely. I think that movie's great. My the the girl I was dating at the time, like hated it and wanted to leave in the in the middle of it. I'm like, uh, you're not going anywhere. Sorry, oh my, <laughs> my relationship didn't last much longer. But <laughs> did Lance? Lance just frozen. Oh, That's let an it go, awful Lance. Movie. That is an let it awful go. movie. So bad. Trust me, I've had to see it so many times. It's awful. I'm just good. So let me throw this at you. Do you have a movie that I have a movie that I can bring up that none of you guys, you guys have probably never heard of, that I absolutely adore. I think it's a fantastic film. Mystery and <laughs> it's not mystery alaska but mystery alaska is guys bulk no, me up um, not it's the wrestling movie that, that that sounds like it's a science fiction movie yeah, what, what is that because he's brought it up several times what no the wrestling, the wrestling movie, movie that you brought up where the title sounds like it's a science fiction oh vision movie. quest vision quest vision yeah. quest yeah. Yeah. <laughs> vision quest is awesome <laughs> mystery alaska you have mystery Alaska is great because I'm sorry, I interrupted is the you. judge. <laughs> Go ahead. You, you've got Russell. I got Crow. you on a tangent. Go ahead. Watch mystery Alaska. It's great stuff, but let me give you this film that I bet you guys have never heard of Meryl Streep's in it. So you guys are going to kill me right away for that, but it's called defending your life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever heard of defending your life? Never even heard of it. Okay. Here's a guy that he's turning 40. He's going through a midlife crisis, so he buys the midlife crisis car. All right. And next thing you know, he dies. Taking it home from the, he gets hit by a truck and he dies. And what happens after that? He goes to the afterworld, which is a place called Judgment City, where he has to go on trial to defend his life to see if he could go on to the afterworld or if he just goes back and gets reincarnated and basically has to. He basically has to claim that he lived his life without being afraid. And uh, so he has to defend his life. And it is absolutely, it's a fantastic movie. If you ever get a chance to see it, defending your life is it. Defending your life. Defending your life. And trust me, you guys will not, you you will thank me for it. Has anybody on the la- live chat seen Defending Your Life? So Wes says it sounds like a movie I'd sleep through. No, Wes would <laughs> love it. Plants shaft in Africa, <laughs> and, and and you know what? I, I didn't say I didn't say it to you. I forgot to tell you who stars in it. It's Albert Brooks. Mm. Oh, okay. And if now, do you know who Albert Brooks is? He he didn't yes. play he didn't play corner for the, <laughs> the Eagles. No, he oh. 
is, wasn't he the voice of uh, of of Merlin, Nemo's dad? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. See, got to bring it back to the animated movies for Jeff. There you go. <laughs> yep. My kids were watching so. a stupid one today in the car, so I had to listen. Oh, to what that. was that one? Um, Nomeo and Joey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with um. Let's see, Jason Statham is a voice. All the in that. Elton John music. And, that's the only saving yeah. grace of that. Theory. Sure, Elton John. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. When you look at animated, just check to see if it's Pixar. So I'm kind of a Pixar snob. I'm like, hey, it's going to be more Pixar for me to really enjoy it. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about Frozen. Lance brought that up and it was like, I was like, I just don't, I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good storyline at all. And I, I've never seen the second one. My kids did. They went with their grandmother to I watch the yesterday. second one. Uh, I and I was like, ah, there's other well, ones I'd funny. like better. They have the song in, in the middle of it that's that sounds like it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be like Into Chicago. the Unknown. No, uh, that's from no, the new one. That's from Lost the in the Woods. Mm. And it seems like and my wife thought it was kind of a monotonous song until if you really listen to the end of the credits, Weezer does it really and it's actually pretty good <laughs> so let let me throw something out at you you know everybody complains about die hard not being a christmas movie but i will complain about this let it go from frozen they played at christmas on the christmas channels do they really yes no, that's not a just that's yeah. not a that has nothing to do with christmas no. just because there was snow and it wasn't even christmas time when it was snowing in that movie Ezra says, geez, Jeff, you have daughters. You're supposed to like Frozen. No, I'm not supposed to like a movie that's not good. I like other princess movies better. Like I, I Brave is a good princess movie. Moana is a good princess movie. I don't like that at all. Just don't. I don't. And I love some of these animated movies. They're hilarious. Some of them are like, I still, what, what was your, what do you guys think? The funniest. I'm talking about the movie that has adult humor in it. That kids don't get because it's over their head that makes it actually enjoyable for the parents. The first thing that comes to mind is well, Brian, I'll let you answer if you have one on top of your head. Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph is a good one. Oh, that's a good yeah. Shrek. Shrek has Shrek. so many yeah. adult jokes in it that you just, you know, phew, kids don't even hear it because Eddie Murphy's saying them really fast or it's just they, they don't get it. But is there any other movies you guys can think of that? have those in place there's a lot of them the lego movies yes there's like another the good lego one Batman. yeah they, they made it you know someone put sausage, sausage party. party that is not a kid movie. <laughs> I did not yeah. get sausage party i i just stopped uh, <laughs> oh but this yeah. this moana job man is a princess movie all right it is a princess movie. She's Get the out daughter of, of the chief. Technically, yes. She's a princess. Plus, now, we could tie, we could tie question it back is, in. Is villager Mulan number two. Villager number two. This is Troy Palomalo. Who was villager <laughs> number two in Moana, Dave? That's your trivia question. No, that was Troy Palomalo. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I'm a huge villager number that? two. Yeah. Fan. yeah. So, Is it on his IMBD profile? It probably is. Hey, I have an IMBD profile. For what? I was an executive producer of a short film. Of what? Um, it's called The Spark. You can go look it up. I, I believe you. What's it about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Really want to know what it was? Bucks and became a. It was. It was. It was. Um, someone who my a friend of my wife's from high school. She actually edited my novels for me. Um, back back when I wrote them. So more recently, and kind of like of a payback thing, I said that I would I would be one of the producers of her short film. So nice. There's one of those there things. So I'm there. <laughs> wow, I'll have to look up Dave on the IMDb. IMDb. Well, so, something in the live chat. No, it's IMDb. Whatever. Doesn't matter. No, it's IMDb. Yeah. I, did, I, did I say BD? Well, I'm yeah. thinking of BAD. I don't know. <laughs> so um <laughs> oh, yeah. <Miss> porno. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh no, oh, this actually sparked my uh I, I was thinking of something i had it i was gonna say i was gonna bring it up and forgot someone said something in the live chat that got me thinking okay we all like stand-up comedy right yes i know dave you yes. you, you like stand-up love, I right? yes. love it yeah think about comedians that have put out a deep well, used to be a dvd or an hbo special which 
stand up sticks out in your mind from your favorites. And there's a lot of them. And you could go back to Richard Pryor. You could go back to, you know, Bill Cosby back in the day, back well before all that stuff. And, um, you, you know, who is it for you, Brian? Growing up, it was Eddie Murphy. That was a big deal for me. I was 12, 13 when he was. In fact, I got grounded because of an Eddie Murphy cassette because I was not supposed to have it. And my dad came back home and I was listening to it. I got a lot of trouble. Um, So I was just obsessed with that. But I was 12 or 13. But for me, Bill Cosby himself was a pretty big deal. I thought, I mean, we you just put aside everything and you listen to Bill Cosby himself. It's a great film. It's a very good comedy film, but I'm a Steve Martin guy. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite, I mean, it was just like a throwaway line and I'll never forget it. I, I don't know whether it was on, uh, I, I don't know what album it was from, but it was like 78, 79 at the height of his career. And he was like, yeah, the other day I was, I was washing my cat. I was giving my cat a bath. And he's like, you know, I mean, a lot of people say you're not supposed to, you know, bathe your cat. They're supposed to do it themselves. But that was great for me. The cat loved it. First stuck to my tongue. But other than that, it was a great experience. <laughs> Guess you have to hear Steve Martin tell it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, Brian. I'm messing with you. What about you, Dave? Okay. When I was a kid, I used to listen to to go to sleep. I had multiple Bill Cosby cassette tapes now jeff this is before your time so you probably don't understand this brian what would you do with a with a with a two cassette tape boom box in order to get one tape to play and then the other you would you had the double if you had the double deck well yeah i mean because you had two of them you hit yeah, you play on the first play one, you hit on pause the on one. the second one and play on the second one. And so it'll play, knock pause, it over. Play. It'll lock it over. When play pops off, when it gets to the end, it starts the other one. Bill Cosby tapes every night going to sleep growing up. I even saw him in person recently, right before all this other stuff. Yeah, I was out. I was so, probably there with you. Yeah, yeah. I was town. I was in the third row. Um Ooh, so big I spender. Walking... I was in like the seventh. <laughs> so um but so that was back then. But if you're talking about now, it's my wife's Christmas present. If it's still going to happen, the Saturday of the draft uh, was to was to go see Jim Gaffigan. Oh, that's good go, stuff. Really like mm-hmm. Jim Gaffigan, and then another one I also like now is Tim Hawkins. Tim Hawkins is funny. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Jim Gaffigan live twice, but in terms of my favorite. Um, I go back to Robin Williams HBO special. Oh, um, crazy stuff. See, I never he had just, where he had that table of water bottles and just his, he was so fa- You have to watch it twice because his comedy and his, the way he talks is so fast and the jokes are coming at you rapid fire. You miss them. And so yeah. you have to watch it again. Go watch Dana Carvey's HBO special back. Like during the OJ trial, we're talking mid nineties. That's hysterical when he does, you know, some of the impersonations that he does. Oh my gosh, are awesome. I'll tell you one that's underrated that a lot of people haven't seen. It was a Comedy Central special, Kevin James. Don't sweat the small stuff. You can look it up on YouTube. I'm telling you, from start to finish, one of the best stand-up routines I've seen in a really long time. But I love Jim Gaffigan. He's probably my favorite. Um, Because he does keep it clean, like the kids could watch if we're watching a special and you have to worry about... You know, someone put Andrew Dice Clay in the live chat. I'll tell you what, I was really Andrew Dice Clay when I was Andrew Dice Clay was hysterical back when back in the day. I remember, but I mean, you can only take so much of him if you know. Oh, now I uh, yeah. One of the great ones that I've seen in concert was uh, I forgot his name. No, no, Tracy Morgan. I saw Tracy Morgan on Super, like the night before the Super Bowl, night before the nipple Super Bowl. I'll never forget it. It was a great weekend. Uh, Tracy Morgan was really funny, and he's actually coming to our area, and he's supposed to come in like uh, March or April. But really, I mean, he was a really good show. If you get a chance to see anybody live, it's so much better because they, if they're really good with the crowd, they they can just make magic with the mic. And I do want to, before we wrap this up, I want to throw out a plug. 
um, for a comic that has his first album coming out, his first CD, I guess, coming out in, in April. And it's a guy from uh, more of the area where you grew up in, Dave, in Western Maryland. And as you know that I have just been playing around with stand-up comedy and I've gone to open mic nights. And I met this guy here and it's a fella. He, uh, he actually owns a, I believe he owns a comic book store in Western Maryland, but he's a, he was a professional wrestler um, on the small circuit. And now he's a comedian. He's very funny. His name's Tate Griffin. And I just pre-ordered him on iTunes and he has his first album coming out and it's, it's pretty good stuff. And he's, uh, he's popping up all over doing, uh, doing dates, in the Northeast. So if you get a chance to see a guy like this, a new up and coming guy, he's really funny. So I just want to throw out a, a quick plug for him with, uh, with his first album coming out. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years, we're talking about this guy. Never know. Hmm. Never know. All right, Dave, anything else to add? Anyone else for the good of the order? Or are we good to go? Uh, I guess we're good. To, hey, one last Steeler thing. What's that? It was a report by a Jets reporter that they tried to sign Wisniewski and he chose the Steelers over the Jets. I saw where they were looking at him. Loyalty? <laughs> Hometown team? I think that plays a role maybe for some people. So there you go. All right, so I hate that the breaking news kind of ruined the start of this the after party. For those of you that watch often, it's normally a lot crazier than this, but we had a lot to talk about, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, make sure you check us out next week, next Thursday, for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Be safe, everyone. Be kind. Be patient with each other throughout this crisis that we have going on our hands, and we will see you next week. Take it easy. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.